gotta thaw the butter out. Oh, I got berries. Never mind. I can just wash some fucking berries. And... Oh, I'm okay. Thank you. We're good. Uh, huzzah. Oh. I think Sophia's washing berries now. <laughs> you bet your ass I'm washing Welcome berries. Welcome to your over local here. cottagecore lesbian podcast channel. <laughs> We're changing everything. My name now. is Rhea. <laughs> Today we'll be learning how to fold lavender into our sheets. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I still can't fold a fitted sheet. Can't do it. <laughs> I'll never be on like a house. I'll never have like a housekeeping like YouTube channel. If y'all saw the state of our house, oh. <laughs> got Not too much shit. Bad. We are the opposite of Marie Kondo. <laughs> Why, hello there, right? People of oh, the yeah. internet. Marie Kondo would have a field day. Like, do you need <laughs> this little chachke item? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Makes me happy. It brings me uh, immense joy. Let's go over this. Every single thing that we've brought up in the past 20 minutes you said brought you joy. Are you a hoarder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just a witch. There's just no... Because I always find, like, tchotchke things and stuff that, like, I could turn into, like, charms mm. or whatever, you know? And I'm like, well, let me save this. And I kind of, like, put it in a box. At least I have, like, them contained, you know, like, in boxes, very least. Totally, totally. Mm. No, definitely not a hoarder, though. I would know. I'm very, I, I think, pretty much sure my mom had some kind of cleaning OCD. So I definitely do not have a hoarder's house. I'll say that. I do, however, have organized stuff. I don't know. I have a lot of little things. But I feel like that's, like, so hard not to acquire, like, when you're nerdy and witchy. Like, you're always, like, acquiring, like, little things or, like, books or whatever it may be. It's true. I call the aesthetic clutter bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just, so... like, impossible to not. Ooh, another trinket. Ooh, another trinket. Ooh, another trinket. Ooh, right. a jar to put all my trinkets in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so I was just meeting there because speaking of which um, I went to the thrift shop this Wednesday with my witch friend Mandrake right because mm. um, it was Yule this past winter and they gave me some really nice Yule gifts so I was mm. like okay I'm going to get you some really nice shit so I got them um, an offering plate and an mm. offering cup in my home province, perfectly themed with shit that, like, they're tied to. And I didn't even ask them. I just kind of had a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, it turned out to be perfect, but I was, like, looking at all the stuff, and it was only a few things, and I'm like, I need more. I need to take them <laughs> to the thrift shop, right? I need more. So I go there by myself quickly ahead of time to buy a scarf that I can use to wrap the gifts up in. Turns out I find, like, the most luxurious gold leaf fucking and purple scarf. And, like, they absolutely adored the thing. And then um, I had them come over and brought them back over to the thrift shop again. Mm. And then while we were there, they found a handmade copper plate with, like, a Chinese dragon on it, like, mm. breathing fire down. And it was, like, really intense. And they work with That's dragons cool. and shit, too. So... I got them cool. that for their Yule gift, as well as um, a couple other random things. And, like, we walked out of there. I'm not shitting you. We walked out of a fucking Salvation Army with two cauldrons, offering plates, uh, a whole bunch of witchcraft shit. Like, they got a full brass sensor that's, like, 10 pounds this thing is that heavy, right? And you can mm. just, like toss whatever herbs you want into it and light it up and it'll never become a fire risk because that's, that's how good up. it is I've and like they work with hecate and there's like a dog on top of the sensor and like all of their traditional herbs that they work with that they know are, are like the designs on the side and they're like oh wow this is meant for me okay that's cool and um <laughs> Yeah, I got my own little uh, cauldron now, and my cauldron is one that you can hang from a ring. It's not like mm. a three-footed cauldron, and you can either put it on a stovetop, and it'll boil on a fucking stove, 
and we've tried this next part. Or you can just dead ass put it on a fucking fire, like mm. just in a fire pit because the bottom's curved and it just likes to sit nicely. Mm. And it'll just like, oof, next thing you know, you have boiling water and you're making fucking tea over a campfire, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been on the lookout, but like I only have like little baby cauldrons, like little, yeah. tiny little ones. Um, I've been really on the lookout for like a really good um cast actual iron cauldron. cauldron instead yeah. of an aesthetic cauldron. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. we've all seen the ones that are like iron and they're Scott like shaped a nice like a proper one. witch's cauldron, but like it there's not even enough space to build a fire underneath it, which right. is why they used yeah. to have the three footed cauldrons the way they did, so you could put a fire under it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um they're hard to find. Like there's this antique flea market that we go to a lot and I'm always on the lookout because it's like especially flea markets are always just good for cast iron in oh, yeah. general. Um but yeah, I'm always on the lookout, but it is it is a goal of mine. So if anyone ever wanted to buy me a cauldron, um it's on my, <laughs> my Amazon witch list. Oh, oh. <laughs> I find um one of the traits of a really really common traits I find of witches mm. is being able to find immaculately um specific items to your paradigm and practice Mm. out of your random ass local thrift shop and salvation army like dead ass y'all i have a handmade afame that's dedicated to hecate right like Mm. you look at the blade and there's the crescent moon pressed into it three times facing opposites on either side of the blade and you're like Mm. yep that's a pretty pretty point right and um the thing is so handmade you can see the spot where the metal wrap on the handle loops around and has been filed down to make it smaller right like Mm. it's every fucking piece of this thing is handmade and i got it for 15 dollars in a in another separate salvation army at a three-way crossroads like the you know the witch foot one like the one straight (laughs) through and one t So it's like between two three-way crossroads and on the corner of one, there's a fucking Salvation Army. And I walk into it after seeing an old lady walking a dog, like a black dog. I'm like, Mm. okay, I get it. And I go in and there's a fucking Athame there for me. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? And as I come out, the same lady walking her dog is walking back the same opposite direction. I'm like, okay, okay. I toss her her pennies at the crossroad and say, yo, Hecate. Yeah, or yeah, Hecate. Speaking of Hecate, not that they're the same, you know, figure, but I finally finished this game, Vampire. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an RPG. It came out, you know, a couple of years ago, but you know me. I take forever. Um, But I finally finished the game, and it was pretty cool. Um, Spoiler alert for anyone, whatever, who may play this game. For the seven-year-old uh, Yeah, for game. the seven-year-old fucking game that's out. Um. But basically, kind of like what the game set up was like the, the the person that makes that turns you into a vampire is like the horned one, basically. Like the land spirit is what made you a vampire, and like, and that land spirit exists because the Morrigan has literally awoken and is trying to like kill everybody to cleanse the earth and feel her wrath, you know. Oh, that's um, bullshit. The Morgan wouldn't be like that. Well, it was during um the game is set during the Spanish flu epidemic. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a little different then. Yeah, so that was the context, that's the setting of the game. And um it's kind of interesting cuz like they kind of set this idea that like vampires are just like progeny of the Morgan kind of essentially, which is kind mm. of cool. Um but uh, it was just really funny because, like, literally the final boss in the game is the avatar of the Morgan. And I'm like, is this offensive? Like, <laughs> should I should I yeah. say I'm sorry should afterwards? Should I leave some yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't get the message misconstrued? Like, it's just, just the video game. It's just a game, but I'm sorry. <laughs> That's something kind of interesting we could touch on. Mm. Um, I find how it's weird that there's always, like these video game representations of these like ancient beings and sometimes like sometimes people don't necessarily take the time to do the proper research and mm. they really kind of shove their fucking foot in their mouth right but it then depends. there's also like yeah. yeah well that's what i was gonna say there's also games like hades have you played that one no i have not played hades but i heard that one's pretty good 
I mean, you would probably really love it because the main character is a bisexual dude who's trying to escape hell and hates his dad. So it's every queer person's catharsis to yeah to date uh to date to like have a boyfriend and fucking fight your own dad for your freedom. You know, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um. And in the game though, um, they've done the gods and goddesses so incredibly well that like. They've actually breathed new life into some of them. Like, mm. have you heard of the goddess Nyx? Nyx, I've heard oh, of yes. Nyx, yeah. N-Y-X. You've, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've heard the word used a million times, right? Mm. She's the goddess of the night. And yeah. uh, that... I was like, yeah, something with darkness, but yeah, nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, she's so powerful that, like, um, she gave birth to the, th- to the Furies, you know, the sisters who punish people for their crimes. Mm-hmm. They're also known as the, the Fates, you know, Megara, um, Electa, and um, Tisiphone. Um, Electo, sorry. And, yeah, the... the names. Yeah, right. and uh, the three of them punish, like, awful people. Like, for example... Um, to Tiffany, she specifically punishes and tortures people who are murderers or accused of murder. Um, and like Thanatos, the god of death himself, is a child of the goddess Nyx, right? Mm. So she's like really an elder being, right? Yeah, like, like primordial. Not what you would consider. Well, I mean, she's not technically primordial. Actually, she might be. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I'm not mm. a Greek history expert. I'm just going off of what I've read. But from my understanding, um, Mix is a phonic god, which are uh, gods relating to the earth and the underworld. So, yeah. like, um, Hades is a phonic god. People sometimes call them chthonic because there's a C before phonic, but yeah. I do believe it's it's silent, um, like Gnosis. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Nyx is a very, very old god, and she comes before, like, a lot of other beings like literally fucking sleep and death she predates right because mm. uh thanatos's cousin or, or uh half brother is um what's his name uh hypnos the god of sleep and he's he's always making people fall asleep and shit um so yeah death and sleep are brothers as it were and well, um sense. Yeah, but what's cool about the game is, like, Nyx hasn't been depicted in anything ever. She's talked about, but as, like, a very loose archetype, right? Mm. So they came and they gave her concept art truly befitting of a goddess and, like, a really fleshed-out personality. And, like, it's done so much credit that, like, you can almost interact with the archetype of Nyx easier because of the mask that they've put onto it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to fuck with Nyx now, it'd be really easy for me to pull up my idea of what she looks like and her the sound of her voice even, you know, um, based off of what I've seen of her. And, like, it's so majestic the way they do the art because the gods truly do look like gods. Like, Nyx's hair flows outwards and it's black. And, like, in that blackness, the entire expanse of space opens up and, mm. like, the, the her hair looks like the night sky, okay? like fucking real magic god shit you know what i mean so sometimes sometimes they really do it right and nail it to the point where um it actually can help flesh a god out more that hasn't gotten enough um time and exposure you know in the traditional storytelling and another one for example is zagreus you know he's uh the son of persephone and uh Hades, but also is a very minor character in traditional um, storytelling. My friend was even telling me about a story they heard about Zagreus being like one of the forms of Dionysus at one point in one Mm. story, right? And, you know, spoilers for the game ahead, plug your ears if you don't want to hear this. Zagreus is the god of blood and life, so it makes a lot of sense for the god of blood and the god of wine to be tangentially related. You know what I mean? Yeah, that does kind of make sense. Yeah. So, um, not always does fiction 
do gods in like a really shitty way where you're like oh sorry the morrigan i have to kill you now because like there is that weird kind of pagan phobia it was the avatar um... of the morgan though so not the morgan herself herself? (laughs) yeah but still point being you're you're going and fucking throwing hands against an archetype that you might be working right yeah so i i understand if you're looking at that and you're like i don't don't want to I know, and like I don't really specifically work with the Morgan, but what's what's interesting is they were also calling her the Morgan, the Red Queen, which makes me no. just think of Ellis. And and I've started, you know, I've started, I, I guess I've mixing, started working with Ellis. You're just mixing Ellis. archetypes at that point, y'all. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've started, but then but then I was remembering from uh, whatever fucking I forget which DKMU book it's in, but um. The Morrigan is one of the archetypes that Ellis is associated with. Ooh, yeah, okay. So I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I should just like do some working with Ellis or something like that. Because they, they referred to her fucking... more as the Red Queen more frequently than they referred to her as the Morrigan in yeah. the game. She love, love, loves to show up in popularized works of fiction. and She's everywhere. Like, video games specifically. Yeah, like, um, do you remember League of Legends? Yeah, I know the game. I've played Elise, a little bit. the Spider Queen. Mm-hmm. Elise, Elise, the Spider yeah. Queen. Uh, just saying, you know, it's it's one letter away. <laughs> yeah, she does show it's, up it's everywhere. The dif- it's the difference between a double syllable and a singular. So <laughs> you're like, hmm, Ellis hmm. or Elise. Yeah, but, um, so, I I did I did the like the place. game. I mean, like the like maybe they didn't do all of their research right, like with about the Morgan mm-hmm. and stuff. But like it was still like, a decent enough game, and I like vampires, so I'm like, ah, eh, that was kind of cool to have like a, a vampire game with a cameo featuring the Morgan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire featuring. All right, Morgan. there, vampire game. You get your stamp of approval now. Swaddle like we... on over and drink some blood. Exactly. Like we don't get many good vampire games. It's also a pretty good game too because you do play a doctor that gets turned into a vampire, and so like you constantly have this like battle of like, should I kill this person? Should I help this person? Should I, you know? So it's a. Uh, it's... You get the choice. You do, yeah, and all of your choice and there's multiple different um, like your choices in the game affect how the game you know like your choices have impact yeah it's a pretty cool game it has a lot of replay value i wouldn't play it again just because i have a million other games (laughs) to play Mm -hmm. through um but it was very good and i do highly recommend it another game that i do recommend since we're on the subject of games is phoenix immortals rising if no one has picked that up yet or looked at that um, that's a great game too. It's kind of um, it's it's accurate like to the Greek gods, but more of like a funny haha take on the Greek gods mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but still good, still good, and still accurate, but funny all at the same time. I like how English is such a language to the point where we have to go funny haha or boohoo funny <laughs> or like kind of weird funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I find it really bizarre, like. The language that I used as a kid is like different from the language I use now as an adult, and like the internet has really shaped that, like how mm-hmm. we even how we speak now. Because like we'll just say like LOL, like as we're speaking, like it's not even just like lol. a typed thing, and or lol, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's bizarre. Sort of like that our own like um, LOL JK, <laughs> no JK JK LOL. You're like, stop! I'm getting upset now. <laughs> getting a headache. You're making me cry. Well, speaking of getting rid of headaches, we were actually at a very interesting thing this oh. morning. We've already had like a whole adventure today. Let me gush, you, Sophia, because you can appreciate. You're like, I was like, who? can i talk to about this amazing experience that i had today it might Honestly, be me one of the few people that can appreciate we went to the canna med festival in at the um oaks convention center pa greater pa convention center mm-hmm. up in kop yeah 
and we i have heard stories about other like cannabis festivals that were mm-hmm. just like it was more just like the dispo it was like a bunch of stands with like dispos that were just like promoting their products but not actually selling anything like or it would be like cbd and delta CBD. 8 products exactly yeah. this place was legit I'm talking like candy bars from California, nerds ropes, homemade Mm. edibles, just bud as far as the eye could see. Like every stand just had jars or bags of bud. And they're like, oh, you want to smell? You want to sniff? You want to try? You want to? I'm like, how? You know, if anybody ever says to me, you want to sniff? If it's anything other than weed, I'm usually weirded out. And even then, I'm still a little weirded. I know, because people you are like just sniff? shoving these jars in your face. Like, some of them are really pushy. You just look at one, and they open it, and they shove it in your face. And you're like, Seriously? smell that. Smell that, bud. And, and then you're like, like uh, oh, yeah, it's pretty great, though. But the whole reason we went, I had seen a couple of posts on um, Reddit, PA Medical Marijuana, um, shout out um that people who had gone there not only are they selling edibles and flour and vape carts um mm-hmm. they were selling mushrooms like they had straight yep, up they do that great ace I, and I was like well we have to go and mushroom <laughs> chocolates and mushroom gummies and all kinds of oh, things like that my god give me two seconds give me two seconds everything i, I everything. okay i'm not a big fan of the whole mushroom gunny gummy thing like it's i'm not gonna so when you've, somebody done, other's when you've done mushrooms how have you done them do you just eat it you take it use it as a tea like i don't know is this gonna get us demonetized um i'm kidding we've yeah. already had a drugs episode yep so it don't matter wait mushrooms is most definitely not legal in the states oh, my blur um oh fuck my ankle hurts Animal. so i usually just chew them up and you're, this is gonna gross everybody out mm. i stick them under my tongue a lot mm. of people are like I can't handle the taste of psilocybin mushrooms. I don't mm-hmm. want to eat it. I just want the experience. And over here, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to chew it up. And instead of swallowing it, I'm going to put it under my tongue and hang out there for like 45 minutes so I can maximize this mm. fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> and then so rather than spitting it out, I, sw- I swallow that shit after, too. Okay, so you just, you go full, full tilt. I go whole hog, yeah. And I don't even fucking, I don't even, like, put them in nothing. Because to me, this is just me, the effect of, like, eating your mushrooms and tasting them and, like, being earnest that you're eating fucking death, man. Mm. These things are poisonous to you. And not, these ones are actually low-key poisonous. Not, like, gonna kill you poisonous, just make you fucking trip out poisonous, right? What's the and, uh, kind that we go, the golden thread, I think is what they were called? Golden yeah, teacher. Ta-da. Oh, golden Unless teacher, that's golden what it was. Yeah. it was. I was gonna say, I, I know my mushrooms. I know my mushrooms. I was like, it was something golden, with a TH. Oh, this is golden teacher. Yeah, yeah, golden, it was called yes. golden teacher. That's what I was saying. See, like, okay, so I, I do know my mushrooms, um... The ones that most people actually fuck with when they're getting them is either Penis Envy or Golden Teacher. I heavily recommend Golden Teacher to anybody because it's got the word Golden Teacher for a reason. Like, Mm. them's the shrooms you sit down and, like, meditate and they come to teach you about the nature of yourself and the world that you find yourself in, you know? Um, There's different ones, like Mazatopic comes from... um, like Mexico area and just this is me gonna be a little mushroom connoisseur here when I eat mushrooms based on where the mushroom comes from the visualizations are different okay Mm. um I don't know if this is something happening psychologically within me but when I ate the mazatopic mushrooms my trip had imagery of like sugar skull styled art and stuff Mm. and I was in like this really weird um green and white desert where everything was like black and white right but instead of it being black and white green was the other shade and it was like this weird kind of dull gray or green i don't know how to describe it other than like pulling up a palette chooser and being like this is the one right mm-hmm. but like i wandered around in like my mind in like this weird underworld desert and there were like skeletons there 
but they had like the sugar skull head you know what i mean whereas opposed to like when i ate mushrooms from the fraser valley in um bc those ones are daddy's daddy long legs um Mm. those ones gave me um visualizations similar to north american indigenous art that i've grown up seeing like that of like Plains Cree people slash Coast Salish people, although it's much more like closer to the Coast uh, Salish, although not quite. Um, I would almost even say like it's closer to what I've seen in Anishinaabe art. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw like visualizations of people going along and hunting animals and throwing spears at them. And it was like exactly what you see in like that Anishinaabe art with like the two dimensional person with like the really cool designs that show you like the inside of them and stuff. And they were like throwing the spears at the animals that were like going away from them. Hmm. And uh, they like turned to me and I could see them and I was like, holy shit. And they like acknowledged me and then kind of went on with their hunt. Right. So I don't know if it's, again, me being psychologically primed by the art that I've seen in those areas, or if the art is inspired by the trip and the local medicine of that said area, you know? I do not know, but it it has changed the visualizations for me personally. And yeah, I always recommend people to fuck with Golden Teacher Mm. for their first shit ever if you're getting into the mush. Yeah, that's so, mainly well, that's what perfect. we saw. So we, we got, um, sorry, honey. No. I just stepped over you. Okay. Um, so yeah, as I bump my fucking mic, uh, we got a eighth of the Golden Teacher along with 400 um, milligrams of these Fruity Pebble, Coke Pebble, little treaty treats we got here. Mm-hmm. And that was $45. There is also a slight danger of, um, the the ones that are sugar filled where you eat too much and you don't realize how much you're eating because when you're eating um like raw dried mushrooms you're very aware of the fact of how much you're eating because mm-hmm. they have a somewhat pungent taste weirdly right. enough um psilocybin mushrooms like hallucinogenic dried mushrooms is the only kind of mushroom that does not gross me out for some reason um it's the texture is actually what it is. Regular mushrooms are like slimy and weird and they're always like to me, right? But like but these have dried to be mushrooms, dried. yeah. They have this to be dried to, my mom to have their psychoactive effect work. Sorry, go ahead. The, no, uh, so the whole the whole reason we were able to do this is uh thanks mom for um giving me money for drugs. Um cuz I sent her a picture. <laughs> I was like, "Look where me and Jay are going. I spent $30 to get tickets to get into the place." And she's like, mm-hmm. I was like, that rumor has it they have mushrooms. She's like, do you need money? I was like, of course <laughs> I need money. She's like, okay, here's $150. <laughs> so, um, but it's funny you mentioned the others. So we also got, we got the chocolate, we got the chocolate mushrooms, the little chocolate mushrooms. <laughs> the bites. packaging is adorable. It's so freaking cute. Mm, I don't know why I spent $50 on this, but I spent $50 <laughs> because it was just that damn cute. Also, it was, it was a POC Philly based Oh, yeah. It was called 215 Exotics. We remember that name, mm. 215 Exotics. I'm sure you can look them up. Um, wonderful. They also had candy bars and they had, oh, God, they had everything. And then finally, we got these from one of the first, another POC owned little business. These are chips. I have never seen medicated chips in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh jeez! Also, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> yeah, edibles don't even do anything to me. I just this looks delicious. <laughs> I just want to yeah, eat edibles. Heartless. Weed edibles don't do shit to me. Mushroom edibles certainly do, but not mm. the weed edibles. We're gonna say we're gonna say. <laughs> but it was just it was a wonderland. It was being uh, it was a child in a candy shop. Quite literally, it was they had. I think over a hundred vendors. Um, from they had they had crystal and tarot shops to healing energy shops to every type of like glass shops. They were selling these gorgeous these gorgeous like uh, water pipes for sixty dollars. I was like, mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have to come back here with like at least five grand. <laughs> so <laughs> like, what's funny? Least... What's funny is that like. A lot of um, 
How do I put this? A lot of like overhead costs for business is property property costs, right? So like if somebody doesn't have to have a shop open in Mm -hmm. a physical space, damn it, landlords ruin everything again. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, seriously, that's actually what drives up the significant costs of everything that you have to pay for is the fact that the shop has to be open at a physical location. And um, And you're paying rent and you're paying utilities and you're paying everything, yeah. Yep. That's and that's what makes, makes me, like, everything so expensive is yeah. landlords. So again, fuck capitalism and fuck landlords, all of them. Every that's single one of them. So... If you're a landlord, then fuck you personally. Yes, you listening to this. <laughs> fuck you and the house you bought. Like I'm really considering like cuz I I I want an occult shop in the worst way. Like I want it to, you know, exist online and I want it and I want to start like, you know, going to um these sorts of festivals and stuff and like flea markets and shit because there was plenty of crystal and tarot people there and you know like other kind of vendors are mixed in and so i'm like i know we definitely have place you know there which is cool um and that's definitely i want something i want to start doing but i always dream of having this you know physical brick and mortar location but i also know of how much like cost like it takes to operate that i'm like i'm about to just run a like just get a house and run like in a cold shop out of a fucking garage. You know what I mean? Just like, hey, we're open. You know, just come. That on is over. the way to do it. I that really is the way to do it until the is... housing market crashes. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I really can't think of a um, a better way. You know, just have like a couple table chairs, a little coffee pot. You know, some shelves in a garage, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> right. Um. As far as witchcraft shops, I find that multi-use spaces go a long way. Mm. <laughs> so, like, the witchcraft shops that I know that do well often has somebody inside who rents out space mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, does card readings and shit. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, like, serving food and stuff can help um having a really good online shop can mm-hmm. help like um what do we call um seven sisters apothecary that was the place i went to remember and scott was like wow anybody oh, yeah. who's anyone's been there <laughs> <clears throat> and that's just like a random ass shop um in downtown london ontario right mm-hmm. in london ontario is not like the most expensive place to have it have your shit set up like toronto's way more expensive mm. than london <clears throat> a lot of people avoid london actually because of like <clears throat> the crime that goes on in the area right um so she's at a place where <clears throat> the costs are down and she doesn't have the hugest shop and even then she has like I think it's her husband or someone does like readings out of the room in the back or like Mm -hmm. (laughs) energy work or massages. I can't remember what it was. It was something like that. Right. (laughs) So like, it's hard to make money on just wishcraft, witchcraft. Yeah. Wishcraft. Wow. Wishcraft. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's when you want to want to want to make money off your witchcraft. It becomes a wishcraft. It becomes wishcraft. Wishy-washy craft. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you can do magic for money without losing your oomph, power to you. I'm not going to tell you yeah. you shouldn't, but it fucks me over hard. Mm. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hit the bong. That was my first toke of the day, so... <clears throat> well, also, I want to plug someone else. Um, a little blast from my past from high school. Um, <laughs> Pickle Monster Hot Sauce... Not that I bought any hot sauce, um, but we bought pickles but we from did them. buy pickles, and they're so fucking good. And pickles were awesome. Oh, um, anymore. Yeah, the guy, the, the whole jar. one half of the Pickle Monster Hot Sauce Company is Nick, and he went to ah. high school with my sister. They were good friends. And I was like, oh my so god, you're together. here. They went to prom together. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Pickle Monster Hot Sauce, and also your band school. People, people food. Shout out. People food. Hell yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was just, it was just wonderful. Like everyone was just was so happy. Long haired <laughs> hippie in a in a camo kilt with like a a vest, like a patch vest man to just 
the gods. There it were drag queens yeah. selling cookies. That was that was funny. The drag queens they had like a whole little. They had like, a whole song. They had like a little bakery set. It was like very like nineteen fifties housewife sort of theme in their clothes in their mm-hmm. you know clothing and stuff. It was it was cute. They had like a little song, little act ah. that they did. It was cute. Love, just love. I'm like, damn. When's the next one? We gotta save so much money though. Like that's the problem. <laughs> gotta like budget for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll wait till next year. We'll give it a year. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, while I was talking, while you're t- while we we're doing little plugs, um, I found something I would actually accept as a sponsor if they would sponsor us. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna say what their name is because huh, that would be sponsorship. But there's like. <laughs> You know how they do those um, subscription services? Mm. <clears throat> I found a makeup subscription service, and I am fucking obsessed with it. What's it called? Oh no! Is right, I just said one? that. Exactly. I'll, <laughs> no. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you it after the podcast yeah. when we're not um, recording. Because who knows? Maybe they'd actually be willing to sponsor us. Because like, I fucking love this company. Um, without giving too much uh, away, their whole shtick is um. Really high quality makeup um, and other stuff too. You can get like face creams, skincare products, and like fragrances if you're not into makeup per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's stuff for different needs. And you can like veto products that you don't like. You can set like never going to use on something so they won't ever send it to you. Mm. 10 out of 10. Um, and yeah, it's like $15 for the base level subscription and it goes up from there. And they mail you like a, a bag that's worth like easily two to three times the amount of money that it costs you to get. I wonder <laughs> so how you... do those subscription boxes put all that shit together? I can tell you. Like, I where do they you. get the product? That discount? I can tell you. Okay, so you're only ever paying a huge amount of markup because you can't have access to buy factory direct. In fact, a lot of places won't sell you factory direct because you need to have a business license to do it, right? Like, for example, in film, um, you can't even get a locations package unless you're a location manager. That's how it works in Toronto, right? Mm, So unless you're you're actually, like, certified to do what you're going to do, they're going to say, sorry, that's not your department, right? Um, I could also be a little off about that because I'm not a location manager. That's just, like, what I've heard, right? Um, but when it comes to other shit, like for example, let's say you want to buy toner, right? Mm. I dare you to just go on Amazon and look up, um, a specific type of hair toner that you want. You can't really find it. Right. Um, Mm. because you need to have like a stylist certification or whatever i'm not a stylist so i can't say what yeah, the actual like process here is. you have to have a cosmetology license yes. in order to purchase and then certain can, things purchase from certain, from certain and it should be that way because if you know anything about chemicals hair products, there's like it's dangerous chemistry. fucking chemicals yeah. in that shit yes you need to know what the fuck you're doing or you could seriously hurt people yeah um so like it's it's no joke. You need to you need to know what you're doing. And I asked a hairstylist one time. I said to her, I didn't like my toner, uh, or the tone of my hair, and I don't feel like the stylist did a very good job. Um, how do I tone my hair? And her earnest advice was find another stylist. And then she mm. explained to me exactly what I just said. Right. So um, how those subscription companies work is they're a business. They can buy factory direct and they buy bulk, right? Right. So they look what those companies have. Um, They'll either strike up a deal and get a really good deal on a massive amount of the material because companies know that when your product goes into a subscription service, it's marketing, right? Oh, yeah, it's just free marketing for them. who didn't agree to buy your product are going to get your product, right? It will be at a reduced price. But you're still going to be making enough money that you're not losing anything on it Mm -hmm. unless you've arranged a deal where you're giving them a super good deal for like product saturation, meaning that you're going to have a lot of um, a lot of what is it your product out there for less cost, but people are going to want it. Um, And uh, yeah, like it's it's based off of the deal that they negotiate. Right. And so, so because they're doing it in bulk and because they have a company um 
like license and they can buy shit factory direct and then they have warehousing space to put it all together um they just I guess pay what for labor drives costs, me right? insane is like where do you get the capital for that you know what i mean like trace mm, it all the way in, back okay. you know that's well, a lot of those things start small right um mm. subscription services um if you have enough subscribers you can get a line of credit from the bank because you have a guaranteed yeah. income coming right like... so then you can take out loans and purchase bulk amounts and mm. then you you cash that against how much you have and and you uh, I'm, I'm like using fucking yeah. vague terms here because i don't fucking <laughs> run a subscription yeah like service, i, I right? get the idea because like i've i've worked with businesses that have like a revolving you know credit line or like you know, whatever they take out small loans and stuff like that but like i don't know i guess it just bugs the shit out of me that like it just sucks that i don't come from like that like i can't just go do that you know mm -hmm. i can't just go to a fucking bank and get a lot like I you know try, are there here's a question is here's it a, a good question. idea i'm already in debt up to my eyeballs well here's so... a question could you do a witchcraft subscription service could i i mean i've thought it, like, i've thought about it a couple of them already exist though i'm not mm -hmm. really sure if i'd even really want to at this point especially not product if you have a if you have a mind for business, it's not a bad idea, especially if you're actually a witch and you can put care into your packages because witchcraft subscription services can be very different. You could have one about rare materials, right? right. So you you would then ha go around and source rare materials from around the world. Let's say that like you get a really good deal on ethical extracted uh amethyst right mm. and so then you hand make amethyst pendants with it right right um and that is labor intensive and if your subscription service gets too big you have to switch up what you're doing and purchase whole products because right. you can never personally make a thousand plus items without it becoming your full-time job and right. even at that point um it's easier to hire somebody on as labor, but then you're like a full fucking company, right? Right. Once you have your first employee other than yourself, it gets, it's, it opens up a whole can of worms. But it's not that bad, too, because, like, I've been talking to my family, and all of them are, like, business people, right? Mm. Like, my sister quit her old job working at as like an administrator at this uh brewery company out at the coast to come to my hometown to work as the administrator for the office in my dad's company right and my dad's had this company since before we were alive right mm -hmm. and it's still going and he that's where i learned all my skills when i say he put me in construction at 15 it was because he had a company he could put me in and teach me right like right, that's yeah. an that's a special circumstance, right? Um, yeah. So he <clears throat> has had it going and Dustin came back from Alberta. I, he was only even gone for like a little bit. He came back shortly after I moved away uh, from my hometown. Mm -hmm. um, and I told dad before I even left, I'm like, I guarantee you Dustin's coming back. There's no way he's going to stay out there forever. And he did. And he came back and he got married and, he has a kid and a, his wife lives two kids and he lives there and you know my sister moved back so like mm. everybody's there now and everybody aside from like my mother and me work for my father right mm. and they're all business people and my sister like does payroll and like deals with contract negotiations Dude, that's like something shit, i want to build I like i want to build a family business like that's the idea behind it but mm -hmm. it's just like i know that i'm not going to have any children right so like it's, i know that like, i'm not going to have biological children to leave it to yeah so that's sort of where like i i always like wonder and worry you know but like i but my sister plans oh, on having I can kids give you a really good you really know? good thing first yeah. off first off um a lot of people expect um to have to have children to pass things on but that's kind of like an old world yeah way of looking at shit because that's how they've always done it mm -hmm. um for us queers who don't have children um, in fact, have you heard of the phrase nepotism? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know where it came from? Sorry. <laughs> no. So nepotism came from the church because Catholic priests couldn't have children, right? Mm. So they couldn't posit, like, appoint their children to a position of authority, but they could appoint their nephews. Hmm. Nepotism. Hmm. Hmm. It was, it's literally derived from nephew. 
because um, they couldn't have their own kids and they like give their nephews and nieces and their other family a whole bunch of unfair advantages they wouldn't otherwise have. Hmm, and uh, thus the term nepotism was born. Yeah, I think about it a lot. I mean, <clears throat> I can't identify any kids in my family quite yet who would be remotely interested. Um, I've There's a teenager in the family oh, right. and no, <laughs> I don't know if she really has any interest in any of the occult stuff. Um, and That's not what I was going like to say, five. though, I realized. <laughs> um, I explained nepotism, but what I was really going to say was, for us queers, I truly think the solution is co-ops, right? Yeah, yes. People are so happy to work for shit if they get an earnest stake and share in it. Mm -hmm. And think about it. A witch-owned and run co-op um, yeah. is amazing. How many really... witches wouldn't dream about working for a witch subscription co-op <laughs> at a That's space really... that you get to build together? Yeah, know? I think that is kind of what I'm trying to build because I'm already like, I'm realizing I'm building a, a network of people that could already help build that. So like, I have my friend Jim and he actually has experience <laughs> of working in an occult shop. He worked in Harry's, um, Harry's cold shop on South Street for many years. So he has experience doing that. He, you know, he has a lot of the same experience I do, like running events and community groups and stuff. And he has his own loyal, dedicated client base from when he worked at the occult store. So he's doing his own thing now. Um, Mandragora Witchery on Etsy. Um, and he's doing his own thing and he does really great stuff. But I'm like, okay, but I could carry his products. And then he could carry my products. And then, like, eventually maybe we could all pull our resources. And I'm thinking of, you know... Um, Alexa with her readings, her Reiki readings, you know, just like stuff like that, like get everyone to pull their resources together. And then you have like everyone just like, hey, you want to come in and read at my shop? Sure. Hey, you want to, you know, like, why not? The dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think, I think what should happen first is we need to do a massive worldwide witchcraft spell to fuck up the housing market and crash it so that people can actually afford to buy houses again. I work in the real estate industry and like I just it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. I just I see it every day. It's so day. absurdly These, unethical. It really is and and mortgages right now are like 8%, 7% in in some places and it's funny um we actually we flirted with the idea of like oh fuck we'll just move to canada maybe canada is better we looked at the canadian housing market and i was like holy mm -hmm. shit that's even worse it's like even more yeah, expensive that, so what my american roommate said to me was i don't understand how a country this small in population can have a housing market this unregulated and out of fucking control meaning the u.s or canada Canada. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's Can is Canada less good. regulated? Because we have some I don't pretty. Know. I don't. I don't know how regulated we are. Like we're. There's I rules, think regulated as far rules. as like rent controls. Oh, we don't even have that. So it, it depends on the. Uh, I don't know the state. Shit's whatever. Shit's really really out of whack here though. Like in proportion to cost of living, like the the crazy insane prices that a lot of people have seen in the states have been happening here for a while too i'm not gonna say it was like oh, i'm thinking first or not because i really don't know that's probably a global is, thing because like belgium yeah. for example is doing great yeah hmm that's really just like the north american area that's getting hit pretty hard. i don't know i really hmm. don't know i'm not a i'm not an economist i I'm guess not... like um like we were we were looking the other day like a dozen eggs we were just basing it off of a dozen eggs at a grocery store mm -hmm. it was two a dollar to two dollars pre-pandemic right now mm -hmm. it's five to seven dollars a dozen depending where you go four to seven five everyone's to seven. blaming the avian flu <laughs> i don't know Ooh. Well, we've had bouts of avian yeah. flu before, but it was never seven, eight dollars. So I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. Fuck capitalism. The Wegmans got like four bags, five bags. It's about juice. We bought juice, soda, juice, and soda, and like some meats, like not even expensive, like lunch meats. Yeah, I got a twenty-five dollar brisket. That was the most expensive thing I bought. <laughs> 
the thing is wages aren't wages aren't um aren't rising to keep in pace so no, something's going to happen because it's just percent and it's i got a four percent not fucking feasible no. it's just not it's and the thing is like capitalists don't get it they mm-hmm. do not get it get it they think that eventually it'll be fine in fact they willingly keep people deliberately in squalor so that we don't have any other choices and we have to work their bare bottom jobs right like they fuck us over and keep us poor and treat us like shit just so that we don't have any other options like they are the worst possible human beings that we could have entrusted running our society to and they just keep fucking getting away with it I think about it a lot, and I know we talk about it a lot here, and when we were at our Yule retreat, I remember talking to Lexa about it, you know, and about American culture and capitalism in general and stuff like that, and um, and she asked the question that a lot of people ask, you know, like, well, why do you just, you, know, you being America as a whole, you know, the people, quote-unquote, like, why do you just take it? Like, why do you just accept it? Why, Why do you not rebel and you know uprise against and honestly i think like a good portion of america i mean we're pretty much split 50 50 right and a lot of our election results have showed that like i think we're just split down the middle of like this is our way of life like this is what it is we live to work and then we die and that's just like the way it is it's the way hell. it's always been that's literally a, a form of fucking hell yeah like, I, I agree entirely like i agree entirely but i was thinking i was tracing it back i was like that's what this country was founded on like that's what the united states of america was founded on a bunch of people came here took this land and then like just used a bunch of people from different areas of the world as fodder and then they got rich and they're still rich and they keep getting richer <laughs> And we keep dying. There has to be a point where enough is enough, though, you know? Uh, yeah, and that's that's the point that I, I really don't know where that breaking point is. I, I really have no idea. I, you would think it would be now with prices as much as they are, but people are just plugging on because that's the struggle. That's what we do. Part of the struggle. <laughs> just got to work harder. It can only go so far, though. Mm-hmm. I agree entirely. Like I, I keep thinking about like I've missed a lot of big milestones in my life. You know, like I was hitting my thirties right around twenty twenty time, and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, like I'm living in this house. I don't gotta pay rent. I'm gonna save money. I'm gonna get a house. Mortgage rates are at three percent. That's not bad. Gonna get a house, and then everything said no. <laughs> and so now, in fact, fuck I'm you in my thirties, for even wanting to have hope. Right, and you know, it's just um, it's, it's just, it's wild, because I've watched it my entire life so far. Like every milestone that I've hit, like something has fucking happened. I graduated high school, that oh eight oh nine fucking economy crash happened. I graduated, or uh, I graduated college in twenty twelve. You know, when the when the fucking world ended. You know, just like. Beginning mm-hmm. of the end. So I've watched like every milestone point in my life just completely. I've just watched the goalposts get moved every single time that I've gone to do and something. You never, you never get to keep up if you're in our generation. Mm-mm. No, unless unless you come from money, unless you or if you you know come into money or something like that. That's... Got really fucking lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not to and and I don't want to be like everything is bleak and everything sucks because like. I can fall into those moods a lot, um, mm-hmm. but I just kind of realize like something will give eventually. Like it has to, right? Right. 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 <laughs> I just sure. right question. I'm not right, really question, sure right, what question, else right. to say, but I mean, but then I, you know, I look all right, all right, all right. Yeah, and I look, but I'm like, look, I have a roof over my head. I have clothes. I have food. I have. I'm okay. You know, I'll survive, but. I want to thrive instead of survive. So we can make that happen. The thing that also pisses me off is like, for those of us who are just getting by, there's a ton of people who ain't, you know? Mm-hmm. And the I system is just all the fucking time. them so hard. Like me and Rue, like, yeah, we have debt, we have this, but like, we're okay. Like we can, 
relatively afford like if a car repair happened like we could scrape it together you know if we gotta mm -hmm. do this we could scrape it together but it's always it's that robbing Thank peter God to pay for credit <laughs> right exactly it's usually on a credit line and it's robbing peter to pay paul kind of scenario but there are people who have even fucking less you know like a car repair is that's it well that's it we're bankrupt no car guess we have no car or you know i guess we have no food this week or and then, like, I always want to give as much as I can possibly give, but I've noticed that, like, my resources are even more strained because I'm like, I don't have a lot of extra food or canned goods. I used to have, like, a lot more surplus, and now I'm like, I don't have as much surplus because we're not buying as much because we're like, everything's so fucking expensive. Let's just buy the essentials, the, you know, like, the necessities, just what we need, not, like, for a rainy day or put it aside. Um... I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel for everyone who's out there struggling, who, like, we're not rich by any means, but I feel for people who, you know, bring in even less than us, especially if you're on, like, disability or something like that, where you have, like, a fixed income. Mm -hmm. That's just the worst, because yeah. they just fuck you no matter what you do, because you can't have a job, but you also can't live. So, hmm. <sighs> America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do about it. Oh my god. I do not know what to do about any of that. But it seems like Canada has um similar issues anyway. I keep saying America, but it seems like North guys... America. North We're America. North America. <laughs> I don't know, mm -hmm. is Mexico bad? I don't know what the economy <laughs> is like in Mexico currently, so I can't really speak on that. Bad everywhere. Globally fucked. What's Putin doing? Has he shat his pants today? Has he done that? <laughs> God, I don't know. <laughs> also, the fact that like Trump is running for president, and he's not, but he, he is, ain't but gonna get it. it. But like, <laughs> he's just not gonna get it. Not sure what's up with that either. He's gonna oh, get now... fucked so hard by all of the investigations rolling against him right now. I'm praying. I am praying. But now, you know, the latest thing, Biden also had classified documents in his home office that he had when he was vice president to Obama, and he never gave them back. So he's just as bad as Trump. No, he's not just as bad as Trump, but if he did uh, fuck up there, that is a problem, right? Mm. But he immediately, once it was found, he handed up everything. He's working with them. He's like, not See, that's like... the difference. That's the exactly. difference. <laughs> that's the difference. Trump went, he's oh, not like spouting one. off on Twitter about right. the witch hunt. That is. Woo, the witch hunt. Oh my God. <laughs> Biden's was... like, oh shit, here. You know, oh, there was another fact. So I heard that Biden had to send one of his dogs home to his place in Delaware. Because the dog kept attacking the Secret Service agent. I think that's what mm -hmm. I read. Don't quote me. I don't remember my sources. Whatever. It's what I read. Um, he sent it to family friends. First, hmm. he didn't send it. He sent it to family friends. And uh, the first, it, it was two separate incidences. Uh, one where he bought, he bit a Secret Service. And one where he bit a White House staffer of some kind. It wasn't a Secret Service the second time. Hmm. But the first time, um, but the yeah, Secret so Service was having a big problem because there's just Trump's, there's Trump's supporters still within the Secret Service, so they have to like. Biden made a statement. He's like, I don't feel out. safe with my Secret Service. I'm like, like you're literally isn't that like, a problem? Like that's the fucking Secret Service. The whole point of the Secret Service is to protect the president, regardless of who that person is. That's the president. Your job is to protect them. You should get be wild for. right now, yeah. <laughs> should be wild. Should be wild, and exactly. also, I ain't like a. I ain't gonna like be like laugh. Oh, Biden, <laughs> but like better than Trump by leaps and bounds. I mean, it's sand. like I can't believe that that was our option. Fucking Joe Biden versus. Do you know what though? At least his administration's <laughs> like done some shit, like with the blows he's dealt. They've dealt with like, um. Here's what I don't the rising understand. gas prices and the fucking pharmaceutical shit. 
he has been doing a lot of work with that. But what I don't understand, right, is Trump got into office and he signed executive order numbers one through eight million. And he did all these things. And why the fuck can't Biden just sit down and sign executive orders number one through eight million and just fix it? Why can't you just do that? Like grow a pair. Because the, the um, because the GOP. Yeah. Grand old I penises. Grand old penises. <laughs> uh, we the grand old patriarchy. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Especially with Miss MTG. It's just every day. I just. I need to bury her. Like. 20 feet under <laughs> in an acid pit. I don't <laughs> something. Something. Ah. I just um I don't know. I never thought I did not expect that this would be the world that I would live in in my adult life. I was expecting to be way more rich, influential, um <laughs> property owner, um <laughs> thinner, more fit. <laughs> Isn't that what they told you would happen, huh? <laughs> Isn't it? No, but I don't want to be all doom and gloom because, like, I don't, like, it's like I've said before, like, I've always had this, like, image of myself, like, I'm this big hero. Like, no, I'm just a peasant, just like everybody else. But, like, I actually want to, like, do good for people. I want to help people. I want to, like, do something for people. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm always trying to do. And as long as I keep doing that, I think I'll I'll feel okay about my position on this earth i don't feel really yeah. confident in our political leaders but i never did so i mean what is what's that matter? Eh. <laughs> i've even can thought about running for office marijuana products in a convention center right we can buy weed and shrooms that's all we care about <laughs> you want the marijuana you want to want to want to marijuana <laughs> exactly <laughs> I heard that on Kenny versus Spenny one time when he was like making that song, and I was like, "Why is this stuck in my fucking head for the rest of my fucking life?" Mm. <laughs> it's our dot what? too. It's a two. It's a two-word song. You wanna 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 the mar marijuana. <laughs> Three-word. You want. You want the marijuana. Four. I'm bad at counting. Apparently, <laughs> it's you wanna. You wanna. You wanna is one the word. marijuana. No, marijuana no, is two words. See, you're bad at counting too. We're both marijuana. All I heard was marijuana, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> marijuana. If you're good at math, how? Uh, I'm an accountant. <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's, it's count isn't. Um, we are at an. If hour, you're good though. at math, how? How? Oh, oh my yeah. god. We're at an hour, all right. Um, Anybody want to talk about anything tap. before we go? Has anybody got closing thoughts about Eo Hecate or anything? Oh, hmm. hell, Hecate. Just no, had to throw her out uh, there again. No, but tomorrow I'm going to spend a lot of time. I have, it's uh, it's Martin Luther King Day here mm -hmm. in the States, oh. so we get a day off. Um, So I'm going to oh, spend that day yeah. off um, working on some shop stuff. I have my whole area cleaned up. I've got a lot of snakeskin packaged up. Um, my goal is to have the shop live by the end of this month, so I'm Ooh. pretty excited about that. I have a whole line of merch set up for the podcast that people will be able to buy through it. Um, I will say, unfortunately, right out the gate, I'm only going to be able to offer to ship to the United States because it is a minimum of $30 to ship to Canada. <laughs> um, and I don't think anyone's going to buy like $10 snake shed and spend $30 to ship it. So um, maybe me and Sophia can talk in the future. Maybe I'll send you like a bulk order or something like that. And we'll, we could figure something out. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so that is a little little bit of news. Um, and I need to catch up on Buzzsprout. I need to, there's a couple episodes I have to post to Buzzsprout. But everything is viewable on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really little updates, kind of housekeeping notes. I would like to. <laughs> I, I saw Sorry. your mouth open was... and you were like, ah. Um, we we were all we were all hailing Hecate, and and I don't think I mentioned this in the last episode, but oh my goodness! Speaking of Hecate, and our most high 
holy mother jinx monsoon mm. we will be seeing her as matron mama morton in chicago on broadway on february 11th yes uh, interesting yeah for anyone not familiar wow. with jinx monsoon she was on rupaul's drag race she won like that all-star season or whatever she won all-stars in season four but she Five. is um she's very witchy she her like she is practicing witch as far as i understand she in her yeah. winning speech she was the first thing she said yeah. she's like heck it's a heck it's a heck it's a like yeah. given like on the stage of rupaul's dragon yeah Mwah. we love um, you jinx we want you on the podcast if <laughs> you i would love to have jinx on um yeah jinx monster very cool queen um check her out quite a very, bit bigger very, than very us witchy. though <laughs> yes yes it's it's really funny actually um because we were going to before she won all stars so it was like still filming or taping or whatever or airing however it went um and uh we were gonna buy tickets to like a local performance of hers tickets for like maybe 30 40 bucks and we were like i don't know you know we'll see like if we have the money she wins all stores all all stores <laughs> all stars and those tickets jumped up to like 10 times the price <laughs> Oof. it was we like minimum 200 dollars, and i was like <laughs> fucking scalpers they were like sold out and then you can only buy Reese. i was like fucking scalpers so you know what scalping um, needs to be made illegal like <sighs> i cannot believe this is still the problem it is to this day seriously hello it's it's fucking bananas but everyone respect the hustle no don't respect <laughs> the hustle don't buy from the scalpers because every ticket they don't sell is a loss mm-hmm 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 Fuck scalpers. Yeah. Fuck apples fuck and fuck scalpers. scalpers. On that note. T-shirt scalpers, too. Guess, guess, you know what's the best part about scalpers? Even if an artist has sold out tickets and a whole bunch of people don't show, it may feel disappointing to have, like, a partially empty stadium. But they still make that money. are still paid for. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't financially hurt any artist in any way mm-hmm. for you True to fuck that. over scalpers. Just saying. Fuck, fuck over your local scalper today, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then punch your local Nazi. Yes, do that. Better always. yet, kick him, kick him in the dick and throw him down a hill. Yeah. Excellent.